Hey guys, Frank Berry here from Tithely coming to you live with another episode of Modern Church Leader. Uh, as always, super excited to talk to our guest today. Uh, today we're talking a little bit more about uh, creative and branding and just the importance of uh, the, the visuals that your church puts out into the world and how the world experiences your church uh, from a visual perspective. So I've got a great guest, uh, part of a great church up in LA. I'm going to bring her on uh, Esther, how's it going? Good morning. Hi, I'm so well. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm doing fantastic, but you're in an interesting stage of life doing this interview. So yes. I'm, I'm hoping everything holds up fine. <laughs> yes, me too. I'm very pregnant <laughs> right now. So please excuse any out of breath moments. Well, uh, you're six months pregnant. Yeah, six and a half. Six and a half. So everybody in the comments, make sure to give Esther some massive love this morning, uh, doing a live show while six and a half months pregnant and being the creative director for C3LA uh, in Los Angeles, uh, obviously, and kind of a new role, but been yeah. around it for a long time. So um, I'd love for you just to start off by telling us a little bit about your story, your journey into uh into ministry into the role you're in today and how you ended up in la because you're clearly not yes. from around here yes a very long story short i'm born and raised in london until i was 18 and then i went to c3 ministry college in sydney australia which was incredible and we were under phil and chris pringle there for two years my husband and i who we were dating at the time again very long story dating at the time but we both went to college and then, so we met a lot of the people that are involved in C3 at that point. Yeah. And um, we then decided to go back to London and get married. And then three months later, moved to LA. So <laughs> at 21, we were fresh in LA, met Jake and Nicole, our pastors now, when we first arrived. And have been involved in C3 in LA ever since. And so, yes, uh, we've now been here 12 years. In, Amazing. In yeah. I mean, been all, and you said your husband is from New Zealand. No, my my dad's from New Zealand, so that's dad. why it's very like <laughs> it's like a guessing game. My dad's from New Zealand, um, but he was actually born in Italy, so it's just all very confusing. But I'm one of those; I'm the perfect guessing game for everybody. International, yeah. yes, all, by all accounts, that's yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. Do you dig LA like? compared to Australia or London where you spent quite a bit of time? I mean, yeah, LA is just amazing. Yeah. I mean, right now it's like blue skies and sunshine and it's, you know, February. So it we, is. we've definitely found a home here in LA. We love it. The people are amazing. Our church is incredible. And, and so, you know, baby number one, it's, it changes, you know, when you have a baby, now we've got to figure out how to do that in LA, but we absolutely love it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, congrats uh, on the new little one and uh, on the journey. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so you're the you're currently uh, or maybe newly over the past mm -hmm. months the creative director for C3LA. Um, yeah. Tell us, like, what is the creative director? Like, what do you do? How do you help the church? You know, what's the day to day role look like? Yeah. Well, I feel like it's a bit more like, what does the creative director not do since the pandemic happened? But <laughs> because I became the creative director four months before COVID hit. And so of course, everything in our world's changed as churches. It went from everything being about being in person, how can we connect with people in person, to being how can we connect with this 
scattered church online, you right. know, so it became very, very different. <clears throat> and so my role went from make sure Instagram looks pretty and make sure our YouTube is great and make sure, you know, our campaigns are strong to direct an entire experience online that's going to connect people. Wow. You know? So it definitely, as every church experience, was a massive curveball creatively. Mm. Um, and we were quite fortunate because, well, very fortunate because we just started streaming our churches on a Sunday. <clears throat> I think it was maybe six months before that or maybe a little more. And so we had the equipment ready to go. Um, and then, of course, our volunteer base very much dwindled at that point. Right. So, but this, the team that we have on staff, so there's three of us on staff, we just put church online with a small volunteer base at the beginning. And so really as creative director, it was my job to everything that you saw, basically, which became very much the majority of the church, right. was under my care. And so that was church online and obviously our website our youtube our podcast platforms our you know anything that we were sending out to the church i had to kind of oversee that mm -hmm. it was a very busy very busy year yeah 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 and how how do you think about like the brand of a church like yeah the experience like I, I don't even know how to ask the right kind of question, but you know, just, I guess, where does your head go in terms of like, yeah. here's what, here's what I want our church to be known for. And when people yeah. see it from afar, whether it's our Instagram account or even watching a church online experience, which is, you know, yeah. not, not in person in the building, like, uh, and I also, I want to talk about um, la.church a little bit. Cause I know you yeah. guys. Yeah. So how do you think about the brand of the church and how people feel about it when they see yeah. it? Well, I definitely think that before we were totally online, our, we were very much known for connection. It was very much about you walked in and you felt like home. You're like, oh, these are my people. Um, and so that's always been at the forefront of ours is how do we showcase people and community and like this is not just a place it's where you come to meet family right. and I think in a place like Los Angeles it's really important to um, make people feel at home because a lot of people aren't with their families you know a lot of people come here from other places and so Jake and Nicole were very much have always been very much about relationships and connections mm -hmm. and so my job is to how do we represent that in what we're putting online and so obviously you can do incredible photography and have you know, beautiful pictures of people um, and represent the church in that way, yeah. which of course represented its own trouble when we went offline because suddenly we couldn't take pictures of anyone. So of course there's been like unique challenges with that, but it is very much about how do we present family and a feeling of like, you are a part of this. It's not just we're presenting this beautiful light show for you. It's actually like, we want you to feel like you have a stake in the ground with us. Um, and so that's been the, the unique challenge of this year, but I think that we managed to do it really well. And, and once Jake and Nicole get on camera, they exude that, you know, so the whole pastoral team, everyone's like, this is for you. You're a part of this. How can you be involved? Even when we're scattered, how do we, you know, keep involving, keep staying knitted together, which right. is where groups play a massive, massive role. Um, and so we had to keep putting those things in the forefront, like points of connection for people instead of just presenting them with a Sunday experience, it was like, how do we keep you knitted in through all these different avenues? Yeah. 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 And do you think about, um, 
like the like your audience much like you yeah. know obviously church is for everybody so yeah. i don't you know i don't think that anybody thinks otherwise yeah. <laughs> um, yeah but do you guys think from a brand or from a mm -hmm. you're trying like who is your community who you're trying to really serve and connect with yeah. and and kind of be the church for like do you guys think about that much and put effort into yeah for lack of a better word in the marketing world, like your target audience, like, do you guys yeah. think that way? 100%. And I think that um, LA is, is an incredibly creative place. Mm -hmm. And so obviously you're, we're so used to like the best of the best when it comes to what we're seeing online and on TV, yeah. and, you know, all these influencers and bloggers who do all these amazing things. And so as a church, you're always aware that you want to make sure that you're doing things excellently in LA um, because our target audience is also young professionals and young families. But I will say what we are seeing is this multi-generational side of our church finally, because a lot of it was very young adults for a long time. I mean, the whole team, myself included, I think we were early twenties when we started this church. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe one baby, I think when we started. So now we're seeing, you know, a kids ministry and a youth ministry, and we've just branched out into college ministry and we have these kind of, you know, older generation that are being more attracted to the church as it grows generationally. So we're, we're having to expand our reach in that way and make sure we're representing like the broad stroke of the, the generational church that we would love to see. So we're wanting to really celebrate it and continue to, you know, put that in the forefront. But I would say that our, our majority, vast majority of our church is still young professionals, young families um, who are a lot of them in a creative field. Yeah. So, you know, make sure we do our best to put our best foot forward in that way as well, for sure. Yeah. I mean, let's just take a quick second. We were talking about kind of your church staff makeup mm -hmm. before we kind of started the live. Um, but maybe share a little bit about um, the side of your staff that is on like the creative side in your team, yeah. as well as a few of the other people. Um, yeah. I just think it's good for context, like how much C3LA has invested in uh, not just the pastoral side, which is very important, but also just all the other pieces uh, of a church staff that kind of allows you to do a bunch of these things excellently. Yeah. So we have 11 staff members, and I think we were just discussing it's almost split half and half, purely pastoral. But even in that, like, you know, Mike Whittle is our part, one of our pastoral staff, but he also oversees LA.Church, which you mentioned just before. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that for yeah. sure. So he, so all of our pastoral staff who are full-time pastors also have something that they oversee, but we also have, um, I have two people purely, um, you know, focus on creative with me. So there's three of us, one does graphic design and one does video editing mm -hmm. and video creation. Um, and so there's three of us and then we have a communications manager and she oversees everything that is said from the church. And then we have a worship director who's just purely focused on our worship, which is a very important part of our church. Um, and so she's not a pastor, but she's a director. So there's about five of us on the non-pastoral side. Yeah. Um, and then um, including Jake and Nicole, six on the other side, the pastoral with a splash of something else that they oversee for sure. Yeah, yeah they're connected. But I think it's interesting. You have 11 staff, five of them, right? I'll kind of leave worship over here, but five mm -hmm. of them are kind of, you know, marketing and communications and yeah. branding and, and yeah. 
little tech maybe, right? Like, uh, and putting on a lot of the things. So overseeing the website and your email and your YouTube channel and yeah. LA.Search and Instagram accounts and all the other things that I'm sure yeah. you guys touch. Um, you know, five people doing that on a day-to-day yeah. basis, uh, I think is a really interesting thing that in my experience, I don't speak for obviously, you know, there's <laughs> hundreds of thousands of churches, but in right. my experience, most churches don't, uh, especially what you're a church of about five or 600. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a good sized church, but certainly not like a mega church where right. there's like staff for days. Yeah. You guys have invested heavily um, in, in the staff side of doing this well. Yeah. It's a blessing. And, and I think that it really set us up well to go into a year like we did. Um, before before we went into 2020, we actually only had two two staff on creative, which was myself and Julian who oversees graphic design. And then when we went into that, we actually bought on a third. But I do love that Jake will see, you know, see that it's such an important part and, and invest heavily into that. Like I was saying with LA being the way that it is, we need to make sure we're investing and putting ourselves forward in a really good way. Right. Um, and then we have incredible volunteers who do a lot of our pastoral caring for people because of course this ultimately what all of this is about is making sure that people are cared for and so incredible group leaders and incredible volunteers who make sure that all the people are doing well um and loved on and shepherded so that we can just you know focus on the other stuff as a staff as well which is really really cool yeah 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 that's cool. So let's um let's jump into like church online. So yeah. uh, what well and even before what's what's been the hardest shift for you and maybe the creative team going from you know 2019 church to 2020, 2021 church? Oh my goodness. It's been such we our favorite word over the past year is pivot because it happens. I feel like every single day someone's like, we're gonna have to pivot, guys, and it will be the eleventh hour and we're like, okay. So we're all just braced for pivoting all the time. Yes. Um, and of course, like the biggest pivot was obviously we cannot meet in person. So then everything that we'd ever known about church went away, you know. Right. And so we went from, I remember we we rewatched our first service recently, the creative team and I, and it's just, I mean, I think we went in strong, but it still was just, <laughs> little, you know, that's pretty good though to go back and watch your first yeah. one. I, I think that is literally like a pro tip for everyone watching. Yeah. Go Just, back and watch your first COVID nineteen online church service. Yeah, it was like fifteen minutes long. I think Jake preached for like ten minutes. We were yeah. all like, we don't really know. You know, is this more like a devotional? We're we just going to be doing this for three weeks, right? And here we are, a year coming up on a year later. <laughs> Um, and so obviously we learned and grew a lot. I think that first month, I don't think I slept more than like five hours a night. You know, we were just up early, bed late because we were also learning, you know, we were just like, how do we do this? How do we, you know, not just the content, but also the technical side of things. I remember our first Sunday, the live platform crashed because so many churches went online at the same time. Yeah. And so we're all just at home freaking out, like church isn't happening. What are we going to do? You know, it was very like tense kind of pressure filled time. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure people have church. You want to make sure, especially when everything else is in chaos, you want to make sure that they feel like church is this regular, reliable thing. Um, 
And then when the live platform crashes and we're all just like, now what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> Our tech guys at home, we're all on the phone, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. Um, and so I, I think, think I, just, I think every church tech provider that exists that has any oh, number of like, if you're at scale, like, I, you know, tithely, like we, yeah. we, we didn't go down, but we certainly slowed down, especially that yeah. first weekend of COVID first weekend or two of COVID was just in, it was insane. Like, yeah. Um, and I remember talking to the guys that, you know, run the church online platform and yeah. they were telling me what happened to them. And like, it was nuts. It's just, it was just a really, and I think the nice thing was everyone was in it together. I, I remember talking to some of the creative team at C3NYC who are incredible, you know, and, and the church we definitely look to for inspiration. And it was so encouraging to hear them go, oh, it's been awful. You know, it's been so hard and it's been so stressful, but we're making it happen. So I think that that was the common thing. We were just all trying to make it happen together. Mm -hmm. um, and of course there were weeks where things would happen and, and we would be frustrated because we wanted it to be perfect, but it's just been the most humbling year to see that God still moves and people were still getting saved and, our church was still thriving, even though it was this brand new situation. And so I think the biggest pivot was obviously the technical side of things and still wanting people to have a wonderful experience, even though we were just felt like amateurs in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I know that we were ultimately more set up than a lot of other churches. So I know that other churches had even greater struggles than we would didn't even have cameras perhaps you know so oh, i mean i talked to i the one of the interviews i did early on i remember talking to a church uh you know small church in kind of a small town in texas mm -hmm. and he would drive to the sanctuary set up his iphone right and hope he still had signal because it was so bad and he would he would stream himself teaching a lesson on his iphone yeah. to his church right i mean that's that's yeah i mean that makes my heart kind of i i feel i feel connected to those people i'm like yes. no this was you know it's it was a really strange time but i think that we all learn our capacity you know i'm like wow we did it you know we've put church online for a year now and we've you know we managed to do it yeah yeah. The church is still going and God is still good, you know. So yeah. <laughs> despite all of our shortcomings, we we figured it out. And yeah. so looks a little different, but you yeah. know, I, I do think I'm with you. I think a lot of churches grew a ton in their ability to do church online, right? Yeah. And not just the Sunday service production of it, but kind of all the things, you know. Yeah. They got better at YouTube, they got better at Instagram, they got better at their website, they got better at online giving, they got better at live streaming. Like they they learned skills or volunteers rose up in a bunch yeah. of different ways that they didn't have a year before. Yeah. Um, I think that learning is powerful because we're all online already. Like it's, you know, my, my kids are growing up and yeah. using a phone or an iPad or whatever is just normal. They, they yeah. do it all, right? So yeah. um, it's and good. It was good. Something that we, I know in our vision builders that we just had in November, we announced that online location is going to now be a permanent location because we have people tuning in from all different places. My parents live in Italy and they watch every Sunday now. And we we'll talk about, it's like we go to church together. We'll talk about the message. And, and so we have this beautiful community that was able to connect with our church right. through this time. So it's now its own, 
you know, location. And so now, even though that we're moving to physical locations, the online community is growing and there will be people that always go to online because they live out of state or out of the country. And so it's actually been a blessing and God's shown us that it's a really valuable thing that we did. Right. Not just a temporary fix, which it felt like at the time, but actually a way to reach so much further, which is cool. Yeah, I'd love. I'm looking at some of the comments. Um, I'd love to. He- I'd love to hear from you, as yeah. well as as well as people watching live in the comments. Like, what are some of the major like learnings or kind of takeaways? Like, what have you learned? Yeah, that makes church online awesome. Like, what are yeah. some of the keys to it that you know things you did wrong or things that you learned along the way that you now are doing today that you go, oh, this has made it. Yeah, this is like a hundred times better because we did this. Um, yep. And again, people watching live, whatever, I would love to hear what you learned too. Throw some things in the comments yeah. for us. I think something we, again, pivoted towards kind of halfway through was, at first it was, we were filming out of our office actually, but incredibly produced. We were trying to really focus on like, how do we do this the best way, the most polished, beautiful way mm-hmm. with lighting and, and good editing. And we were all, we were pre-recording everything so that we had like ultimate control. We could mix the worship and we could, you know, do all of these things so that by the time we presented it on Sunday, it was perfect. Okay. Um, and then the pivot that we made was Jake just felt like he wanted it to be imperfect, which as a creative director is very difficult because you have little control over live. Yeah. But he was like, I want to take it back live. I want to be able to prophesy. I want to be able to, you know, I want the worship to go longer if it needs to. I want... So then we're suddenly working with live mixing, which is just like a whole nother beast of its own. And suddenly right. we're right. later than we normally would or whatever it was. So, but the beauty of that was people felt like I'm not just watching church and this really polished experience, but I'm now like in the room mm-hmm. and I'm being able to be interacted with. And, and I think that even though as a creative team, that was actually quite difficult for us it has just been this beautiful transition back into feeling like real church again, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. The imperfection of real church or like that beautiful nature of like, we don't know where this could go because someone hasn't been sat for 12 hours during the week editing the experience that you're seeing. Right. Um, And we felt like God was able to move in a really unique way. Once we pivoted back to that, once we were able to have, a venue that we could stream in and, and things like that. So I would say that my learn from that was church is not meant to be this perfectly airbrushed experience. Like church is a organic, beautiful, moving experience that you should be able to be a part of and not have to just view it, but actually partake in it. So I think right. that's a big learn for us that yeah. it's really blessed the church. And I think that's one that churches have gone. I, I remember interviewing Jake. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it was right after you guys des- decided to start pre-recording. Mm-hmm. It just started pre-recording and publishing, like premiering the pre-recorded service that was edited. And we talked through like the whole production schedule and how that flipped everything and how you had to, you know, record on, I forget the days, you know, Tuesday and then edit on Wednesday, Thursday, and then look at, you know, like this whole kind of thing. So we talked about going from live yeah. to recorded. And it's really interesting that you guys went kind of, you pivoted again to going live. Um, and 
And I think there's something in there, right? It's like the, yeah. there's a, there's a place for pre-recorded stuff, and there's a place yeah. for live stuff in this online experience. Because I think you're right. That's why I do this show live because I just like just do it live. Let's just get yeah. on to chat and see what see where it goes, and yeah. hopefully there's some valuable little nuggets that the audience can take away. Yeah. But there's something about just kind of like it's happening right here, and I'm I'm a puppet. I'm there interacting with you. Uh, and me as a person hosting, like I can look at the comments and I can see, you know, Desiree and Unity of Dallas and Pastor B and Harold, like all these people yeah. that are right here with us, you know, and listening in. Like there's something about that that is better than pre recorded. Yeah. And I think that's what we were all craving this year was connecting with people. Right. And so it was almost like live gave us back that feeling of like, here we all are in a room together <laughs> making this happen. Yeah. And I think people really enjoy that feeling of we might not be in the same room, but it feels more like we are. Yeah. Yeah, totally. At least the comments are live. Like, at you know, at, le at least like I'm in the comments and I know that whether the people on camera can see it or not, because they're focused on their thing, but at least yeah. like, we're all there together and it actually exactly. is live, I think is, is cool. Yeah. Uh, let's jump over to uh, LA.church for yeah. a second. Um, I'm sure you have your hand in that somehow because it is yeah. on the web and it's creative yeah. and all the things. Um, yeah. Tell us about LA.Church and then let's yeah. talk a little bit about the brand side of that. Yeah, LA.Church is incredible. It was actually an initiative from our, um, from previously to COVID that Jake and, and Mike Whittle, who's our Highland Park location pastor, had um, talked about and we'd raised money for at our Vision Builders before. Um, and it's an online platform that is, for the non-believer so pastor jake likes to describe it as like you know for the people that would never step foot in your church or they're just not ready for that yet but they have questions and they're wondering and they're they're, they're curious about christianity but they're definitely not ready for church mm -hmm. so it's this amazing platform where you get to experience really real conversations where people talk about you know things that they've been through that are very relatable and, you know, just people almost get to take a peek into Christianity from a very, um, like safe place. Yeah. Where they can, they can be a part of it, but they're not being, they're not feeling pressured to agree or, you know, right. they're just, I can go here and hear their point of view from lots of different perspectives. Right. Um, and then also Jake has a lot of teaching on there. That's very, it just breaks Christianity down in a really beautiful way. So that if you're exploring or thinking, you get to go, oh, I didn't, I have never thought about it that way, or I've never thought about the gospel that way or the Bible or, mm -hmm. and so it's a lot of, um, you know, similar style to this, just two people talking or a group of people talking, discussing an area, it might be, you know, grief and loss or depression and anxiety and how as a Christian, you approach those things um, from a godly perspective. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's stories of, you know, different kind of testimonial type stories where people have gone through, you know, really relatable things. And so it's just a collection of videos um, that people can watch. And we're about to go into phase two of it. We're actually starting to shoot next week um, for a podcast style um, section of this, yeah. um, which Jake and Mike are really excited about. So we're about to jump into that. And so all of that happened last year as well <laughs> in the midst of, of everything else we were filming oh my goodness i don't even know how many videos we ended up doing but you should check it out la.church la. <laughs> yeah. on there 
I was I was on yesterday just taking a peek and seeing what's going on. Yeah. But you guys, I guess just from a creative and branding and messaging yeah. perspective, um, how does your kind of influence and universe of work uh, yeah. touch that website property and kind of the yeah. experience that people get? So we bought on um, a a web designer. So we we contracted out someone to come in and like build a very custom website for us because it's very different to our usual like church website. It houses a lot of video and um, was a bit of a, a unique platform. And so that person was bought in, I think mid 2020 to start building out that platform. And then Jess, who is our on staff video editor has been heavily involved. So she produced all of the shoots, edited, I think almost probably 90%, if not more of all of the content. Yeah. Um, and so we worked with a branding company and a website development company to formulate this, the look and feel of LA.Church. Mm -hmm. um, and then our team executed all of the content, um, which feels like a lot now that I think about it during last year. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it happened. But um, so we wanted it to feel like an extension of our church. So from a branding perspective, we didn't want it to feel like a really – uniquely different different enough to stand alone but also when they saw it it also felt like our church so that when they then went to our website which is hopefully the next step is i've experienced all these conversations and now i'm interested enough to maybe want right. to more about church right that when they go to our church website they, it feels connected so it feels like a part of the family yeah 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 and then maybe check out church online as a next step and then kind of you know get more involved and uh move along the path yeah. How, how do you guys connect social media to all of this? Like Instagram, I'm sure is a big use, you yeah. know, YouTube, you're obviously using YouTube, but yeah. is Instagram your main kind of social platform that you focus on? Yes. 100%. We, Instagram is massive in Los Angeles. So it's definitely like the, so when you're looking up a new business, your first instinct is to go to Instagram to find out more about them as opposed to a website. Right. YouTube. And so, I would say majority of our conversations creatively throughout the week are how does this work on Instagram and what are the new things of Instagram and now we're doing reels. So how do we start making our work fit into these new, you know, whatever Instagram's doing, we're just following along. Right. Right. Um, and so yes, Instagram, we talk about it all the time. <laughs> it's just like part of our everyday conversation. We post at least once a day, usually twice. Um, it is our main kind of funnel of information and from that point we point from that place we point people back to the website it's how we promote church on sundays right. it's how we promote different events or updates so it's definitely like our our hub yeah information for sure how do you talk to us because i feel like this is very practical um whether it's instagram or you know a lot of folks are probably using facebook yeah. um, like twitter can be kind of similar but practically yeah. If you're posting once or twice a day, what are you posting and how are you producing content? How are you thinking about your like weekly publishing schedule? Yeah. So that's something Sarah, who's on staff for communication, she's that's part of her role is to forecast our communication schedule. So she'll be like, these are the different things we're going to talk about this week. And it's because we have this coming up. So she's integral in all of that and oversees right. our social media communications. And so her and I meet bi-weekly to kind of map out the month. Um, and what we actually, again, pivoted towards was 
stopping using our Instagram just for a bulletin board because at one point it became that just like this is what's happening this is what you should be at this is what we need to tell you as opposed to using it as a platform to feed people um and give them content that's actually going to feed their soul as opposed to just requiring from them all the time right um and so that's something we've started implementing which has been really successful um so that just might be like a devotional style post or something that people are going to read and feel fed by Mm -hmm. um and so we definitely it's very intentional our instagram it's very um we think about it a lot you know we try and plan it out so that it's not too much but enough so that people know what's going on Mm. it's something that we look at every day and make sure is the most up to date and the most you know kind of relevant i guess so it's yeah it's very much a big part of what we do um, and I would say we have a Facebook that basically funnels our Instagram. So it just reposts what we do on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and so we, it's something that we've been aware to use more because I know there's a whole community on Facebook. Um, and so we've definitely started to use that more. Right. As you, as, you, as you spread out from the young adults uh, into the yes older demographics generations you'll, you'll move to facebook and sorry exactly. we suddenly were like oh my goodness facebook yes we have to we should start using that you know because not many of us are on it anymore um but we definitely know that there's a big market there for yeah. it so we definitely started to and do you do you try to get uh you know jake and nicole like going on instagram live or doing instagram stories or like yeah that same kind of live interactive feel? Are you trying to bring that where you're like, hey, just pop on and do a five minute live once a week? Is that kind of stuff part of your mix? We've definitely done that in in moments. We've built in live. We love getting Jake and Nicole on there as much as possible. People love seeing them, especially hearing from Jake and what he, they, people just love getting inside his head. He's such a great character. So we're always like, let's get you on. Let's get you saying something. Let's get you talking about something. And so, we'll have the funny thing is we'll be like do a quick short you know sweet hello and then it's like this five minute thing so he's we we try and figure out like the best ways to do it yeah um but he yeah as much as we can we're getting them on there and figuring out ways to make it feel organic like we said just like he's on and he's talking and like people are joining in yeah I think it's like for any church, right? Everyone, you know, watching, like getting, getting your pastor uh, or, or, you know, a few of the pastoral staff on their, their wives, like just getting people on live um, or, or even if it's recorded and it's, you know, posted, but, you know, getting that crew who may or may not be comfortable. A lot of churches have Mm -hmm. pastors who are maybe in the, um, I don't know, like 50 plus kind mm-hmm. of range who are tech savvy, but maybe Instagram isn't like their thing every day, but working with them to get them on to kind of keep that audience connected and doing it on Facebook and doing it on Twitter and yeah, using that same content. Yeah. Like helping your pastoral staff along. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've got, you know, younger staff, I guess who might be a little more savvy in the social media side yeah. of it is important, you know, cause yeah. You know, I'd pay attention if I saw something every day from like exactly. our, our location pastors and they were just popping on, like I'd probably watch it, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's every single time we do, we're doing something for our women's ministry now um, and getting Pastor Nicole back on there. And she's 
obviously been in baby land, homeschooling her, both of her children for a year. Yeah. And so we've missed seeing her face as often. And so we're just really wanting to reconnect the women to her as we build up to this event and just putting her on the Instagram. People are just, they just love it. They've missed her face. They've missed hearing her voice. And, and so th- as much as we can, we've tried to get them on there and sharing their heart because that's really the heartbeat of our church. She can, she can pop on live while she's homeschooling. I'm sure there's many moms. We've done that a few times, yeah. Yeah, and maybe a few dads who are uh, in the homeschool world. Oh, yeah. I've got my three downstairs right now doing their right. things. Making it happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, let, let's, uh, I kind of bring it to a close here with a quick question. Like, what are some things that make you cringe as a, as a kind of, brand when you know when you're thinking church and you, you've probably learned some stuff over the last year where you're like man this drives mm-hmm. me crazy about church online and churches need to stop mm-hmm. doing this oh my god this fire question <laughs> um i think it's i think what i've learned probably things that have made me cringe that we've done is probably a safer place to start no names you don't need to use names of anybody we don't we're not trying to make anyone look bad but no but i think it was almost when this might sound kind of you know backwards but i think when we almost when we tried too hard to make it quote-unquote perfect i think sometimes i would be like oh why did we you know it feels a bit pretentious and then takes away from actually what we're trying to do and i think that that went across all of our platforms i think i got to this point out of the red zone panic zone of like how do we keep people connected we need to do as much content as possible and we were just none of us were sleeping and we were just making content like crazy people i actually had this moment where i was like maybe if we just do less and make it really intentional like what what are we really trying to do here you know and people aren't going to fall away from our church if we don't post five times a day you know we actually need to maybe if we just did one and we really really thought about how it was going to feed our people or how it was going to keep them connected and i think it was just this moment of us all kind of regrouping and saying what's the point of all of this um and starting to do a little less actually and doing it so much better I think our team took a big breath. We were all like, let's just regroup and see what we actually really want to focus on, which allowed us to do things like LA.Church and it allowed us to, you know, think about devotionals and longer form content and and really great creative campaigns. So it wasn't just reactionary. It was like, let's really get um, focused on what we want to do long term. Yeah. And then I think I stopped seeing content that we'd made in an hour and going, oh, why did we do that? Yeah. We've just not done that, you know, and actually poured our energy into something more meaningful. And so I think, I think all of churches have fallen back into a more normal rhythm now, but I love that we're not feeling like this pressure to have to do a million things and not doing them very well, as opposed mm-hmm. to doing less and really being proud of the work that we're making right. and the fruit of it, you know? So I would say that that's my biggest I definitely had so many cringe moments from our church and other, just that whole season was a bit cringy. You just be like, Oh, our very first, very first Sunday, we didn't have the right lighting on Jake's face and he has beautiful deep set eyes, but on camera, they're a nightmare. And so he looked a bit like a skeleton. So after the first Sunday, we were like, 
we need a lighting guy. You know, that was probably the biggest cringy thing for us personally. I was like, oh my gosh, Jake does not look his best. And he was obviously tired and stressed as well. But I was like, we're not doing him any favor. Right, right. It's like, it's not helping at all. And yeah. So yeah, many cringe moments, unfortunately, but hopefully not too many from the outside, just internal cringes from the team. Yeah, yeah. We've all, we've all had them. So um, well, this has been awesome, Esther. I appreciate your time. Uh, and thank, thank you coming on uh, six months pregnant. Oh my gosh! Thank you for having me. Six yeah. months. <laughs> Wish you the best, and uh, I hope everybody that joined had a good time. Uh, and definitely check out la.church. Uh, is it c3la.com? It's yeah, c3losangeles. C3losangeles.com, uh, and then Instagram to check out your guys's Instagram. C3losangeles. Yeah. The c3losangeles on Instagram. Uh, and you know, you'll get to see some of the actual design and kind of branding look of things. You'll get to see a little bit of the communication and the voice of the church, uh, and just pick up on some of the things that Esther and the others, I know there's a team of five doing all this great work. So, yeah, Um, uh, man, any, any other places we should check you guys out? I think that's the main spots church online on Sunday, but you can find that on our website. We just redid our website. So it's a really great, um, place to find out all the information um but yeah that's that's our main spots our youtube obviously podcast every week we stream their messages so everywhere that you would think to look we're probably there if not let me know (laughs) i probably should be there so that'll be another cringy moment right there Uh, platform actually we're not so Awesome. Um, Well, thank you, Esther. Thanks, everybody that watched us live today. And for everybody that watches the recording, appreciate you guys. And uh, we'll be back next week. Same time, same place. Thank you. Bye.